Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. We would be honored if you would join us. Woo-wee! This episode took the cake. By far the most cinematic and action-packed with so much to theorize on for later. We start with Rainy Camino as Crosshair walks in on a conversation between Lama Sue, the Prime Minister of Camino, and Admiral Rampart, who is Tarkin's subordinate in the Empire. We hear Rampart order Lama Sue that he is to know of everything that goes on here, so clearly the Empire is forcing their way in and bossing others around. Crosshair informs that the Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch, are on Bracca as Scrappers reported a power surge on a Jedi cruiser, which was the last episode of Rex. Rampart wants them killed, and Lama Su looks weary and tells him that they're extremely powerful, talented, and valuable clones. I believe this effort to save them was from desperation from the Prime Minister, who knows he needs Omega for their Phase 3 project, so he doesn't really necessarily care about the other clones of the Bad Batch. He needs Omega for Phase 3. Phase 3 is what they're going to do so they can try to keep their contract with the Empire. So the Empire will see that Phase 3 clones are more impressive than conscripted recruits could ever be. Now later in this episode we got confirmation that the Kaminoans were the ones who sent Fennec Shan to retrieve Omega, who is vital for their plans. So once again, the clones are part of Kaminoan property. They don't see them like humans or having rights or anything like that. They're just their product and they belong to them. They can do whatever they want with them. If you haven't seen my video on how Jango Fett viewed the clones, make sure to check that one out after this. I will also be either re-uploading my top 10 facts about Cad Bane after this video, or I'll just attach it to this video as well, but that might make it a little too long. So we'll see what goes on. Crosshair is ordered to terminate his brothers on Bracca. So we then skip to the next scene with Wrecker on Bracca teaching and training Omega how to defuse a thermal detonator, which turned out to just be a smoke bomb because he didn't want to use an actual explosive. Now she's only learning how to shoot a bow, fire a blaster, and be a leader, and she's also learning the intricacies of bombs and her equipment, so she is by far the farthest thing from a Mary Sue that could ever be. They're really driving home the idea that Omega is putting in the work to train in all aspects and to learn. And you know what? She kind of sucks at a lot of things that she's learning, but eventually over time she becomes better and better. And we saw that in this episode as well near the end where she started to use her bow and she was just absolutely annihilating clones with bullseye shots. Now I believe they're showing her training aspect and the fact that she fails sometimes here or there to make way for what I believe will be a very powerful character in coming years. That is if she doesn't die. She is the farthest thing from a Mary Sue once again. I love the character development already. She's great. She started out a little bit annoying but she's now really grown on me and she's part of the team. As they're being spied on by the Scrappers, they eventually take them down and knock them out with stun blasters. They conclude that there are tons of weapons and arms on this cruiser. That the Dianoga that tried to eat Wrecker in the last episode kept people away from offloading them. Hunter explains they need the money. 
so they'll carry out the mission for Sid to get paid. As they head down to the armory, I really love this part and the whole episode in general, but particularly this part because we get to see them walk through a vendor, which gives major Clone Wars vibes. Now this whole show does two things at once. It really explains what's going on in the galaxy right after Order 66, from the view of the Empire with Crosshair, the rest of the Bad Batch showing their side of the coin, you know, I can't really say the Republic or the Rebellion because it's kind of in between that period, but a more neutral side, a more good side, let's say. And then we also get to see the side of the civilians and how they are responding to the change from the Republic to the Galactic Empire. So it's really nice to see all of these things form in each episode that goes forwards and how it all comes to be. Echo tells Hunter that they should have left with Rex, that they're soldiers, there's no other path for them. This life isn't for them. And right here is a pretty cool fan fiction in itself. I mean, if they did leave with Rex, they probably would have met up with, well, first of all, probably would have met up with the Martez sisters, but they probably would have met up with Ahsoka and we would have gotten to see what she was up to. And there's still hope. We could still see, you know, what is going on. They may still call Rex to get help from him in order to get Omega back. And how cool would it be if Ahsoka tags along? and ends up training Omega. Maybe in the end, all of the clones die, all of Clone Force 99, sadly, and she takes Omega under her wing, only to see her again later on in the Ahsoka show in live action. As we know, she is pretty special and she does have some sort of ability. What it is yet, we're not really quite sure, but I'm very excited to find out. Tech downloads files from the Venator onto a disc as he tells Omega to copy the master drive. This is pretty epic, as we could see unseen hologram footage of the Clone Wars with any of the characters, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Tarkin, Yularen, Yoda, Mace Windu, so on and so forth. Maybe we could even see Order 66 in its last moments as it was executed. Now, not with Ahsoka because that was on a different planet, but with perhaps some other Jedi. Maybe we could see a hologram of Cal Kestis and Jaro Tapal. I mean, who knows? The possibilities of what they could show us are quite endless. I think once they plug this thing in, we could be in for some serious treats with holograms. And to see how the Clone Force 99 actually reacts to all of these things that they do learn from the Clone Wars. The Empire lands on Bracca, and we jump to Kamino, where Lamasu tells us that he has hired more bounty hunters for further assistance. He says it just matters that they bring in Omega, as it's vital for their contingency plan. So obviously their plan is to use Omega for their Phase 3 clone troopers. Whatever they're going to do with her, I guess it's somewhat like Moff Gideon and Grogu in The Mandalorian. Use her for her blood, or clone her again, or use her for all of her DNA and everything that she's worth in order to make more of her. It'd be pretty funny if Boba and Fennec Shan get hired by the Bad Batch now to help them keep Omega safe. It'd kind of be like poetry, because you know, they do it again with Mando and Grogu. Same kind of story sort of thing. Crosshair walks out of his shuttle, commanding his troops, where his men tell him that Clone Force 99 can't be detected because of the atmospheric interference, where Crosshair corrects them and says, no, you're being jammed. That means that they're still here. So this to me showed us how superior he is to the Empire's hired stormtroopers to be. Intellectually and skillfully, just elite, no comparison. 
The boys find a way out as they sweep the corridors and hack into Crosshair's comms. As they head to the artillery deck, they are ambushed from all sides. And I'm going to speed ahead here because, well, it's sort of self-explanatory what happened in the episode. But there are some interesting bits that I really would like to break down. So Crosshair speaks to his brothers as they're finally reunited, which is the title of the episode. Him and Omega tell Crosshair that he's being controlled by an inhibitor chip. And it looks like, just for a moment, that he and the clones are thinking about it, that they're understanding the information, that he's remembering when Omega told him in episode one that it's not his fault about what he's going to do. So it's like she kind of knew, or maybe she was told, perhaps, by the Kaminoans what is going to happen. He sort of pauses, and we get this inclination that maybe he's going to stop and join them, but then, of course, he says fire on her. So I think he was processing it, but possibly his brain being controlled and it was taken over to make him follow orders against the traitors. Clone Force 99 get out of there by Echo tapping into the ship's cannons and firing, bringing down the old, broken, rusty deck. They battle their way out of their hand-to-hand -hand combat, which was pretty fun to see. They make their way to the ion engine chamber, hoping to escape through the vents. And this is when things get pretty interesting. Now, when they get to the end, Crosshair meets them on the other end, forcing them to double back until they see that Crosshair and his troops have turned the ion engines on and they begin to fire up in this cool plasma blue heat that starts to go. Crosshair was trying to flame them out of there to kill them, either with the ion engines roasting them or by his own shots once they tried to escape. This also now tells us that the inhibitor chip has completely shifted and warped Crosshair's mind, that he no longer misses his brothers like we saw him do maybe a little bit in the first two episodes. You remember when he came back from that mission where he found Sakurera and he was going back to his bed and he saw all of the stormtroopers. I call them stormtroopers. They're not stormtroopers yet, but they're the Empire's enlistees or Empire's recruits starting to lay in the beds of his brothers and it looks like he's a little bit sad like he misses them so at this point i don't think that's the case at all i think he completely is warped by the order 66 inhibitor chip and he just is ready to do his duty and to kill the traitors now wrecker says what about plan seven and this i think and i could be totally wrong ah is an easter egg to republic commando whose story and characters are so similar to the bad batch now Seven is abbreviated by Sev in the game, whose name is Seven. And he was the sniper, so he is the Crosshair equivalent. So Crosshair is based off of Seven, or Sev in the game. I like how Dave chose that number, if it was the intention, and if not, well, then I'm looking too into things. But there's also another big Republic Commando Easter egg at the very end, which I'm going to explain in just a few minutes here. So they've used the munitions that they collected from the armory to blow up the thruster and get out of there. Now in the process, the iron thrusters hit Crosshair and they really messed him up. They fried him. His eyes are completely damaged, his skin, his breathing. As we see, he gets put into kind of a, a diaper on his face and his eyes are like Sith yellow and he has a respirator and all that. He orders a clone to get after them as he almost passes out. The next scene sees the return of someone I never thought we'd see so soon. It was glorious. My face was lit up during the live watch party and I know the rest of you in chat were too. Cad Bane, the notorious bounty hunter, returns in all of his cowboy glory. The music, the animation, the shading, the lighting, it was just perfect. As Terry Silver would say, Perfect. He would be the perfect guy to be seen in The Mandalorian, but 
I think he's gonna die. There were some recorded episodes with Daniel Logan for Boba Fett and Cad Bane. And in fact, if you didn't know, Boba Fett gets his dent on his helmet from Cad Bane, who clearly aimed for the head and left quite the mark. Hunter and Cad Bane square off like a very old Western. I love this scene. Cad shoots him down, clearly being superior and faster, and Hunter shoots the thruster off Toto 360, who is Cad Bane's service droid, and we saw a few missions with them in the Clone Wars where Toto actually was able to get Cad into the Jedi Temple and get a holocron. Hunter is out cold, Omega is stunned and captured by Bane. Crosshair is completely messed up at this point. He's got that whole diaper thing over his head, you know, with his eye revealed and the respirator. And I got a major theory about Crosshair that I'm going to talk about in probably 30 seconds here. But I'm also going to make a separate video on that because I think there's more depth that I could go in as well. But essentially, Hunter wakes up and we see his point of view from his visor with the HUD looking a lot like Republic Commando, and this is that second Easter egg. I was always very fascinated with the point of view of a clone, you know, from that inside of the helmet view, which I also did for the Vader Episode 2 cinematic. So I'm glad we got to see that in this episode. It was really sweet. They make their way to the ship and Wrecker blasts their way to safety as they seal the doors. Now this whole scene literally looked like an upgraded cutscene from the Republic Commando game. So Dave Filoni, I see you my man. I salute you if that was your intention and I salute you anyways even if it wasn't. The episode ends with Hunter taking his helmet off and telling Wrecker that we have to find Omega. Now the real story begins, Danny boy. As Omega will be taken back to Kamino and ran tests on or killed even for phase 3 to begin. Whether this will actually happen or not, only time will tell as Nalase clearly has a soft spot for her as she is like a mother figure to Omega. Now Crosshair. My boy is completely destroyed and may not even be able to snipe properly anymore. I could see that being a major issue for him going forwards. His eyes look very badly injured and he kind of needs those to snipe. This could lead to the clones and Empire having no use for him anymore unless they give him some crazy cybernetics which is possible too but it doesn't seem like they really want to invest any more money into the clones so they're probably just going to leave him for dead and for him to finally see that they were just using him for his abilities. They didn't really care about him all that much, like he maybe thought. He's nothing special now that he's no good to them. This could be a wake-up call for him, causing the Clone Wars uprising, and he could lead his brothers to revolt against Kaminoan control and to tell the troopers that the Empire wants to replace them with recruits who can't even shoot. This could cause Crosshair to join the Bad Batch and get his chip removed. I could see them hiring Boba Fett and Fennec Shan to help them take Omega back, and this could end up with the showdown that we all wanted to see between Cad Bane and Boba Fett. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think of the episode in general, your favorite part, where you think episode 9 could take us, and if I missed anything in this breakdown, I will make a follow-up video and clarify more stuff, but I think I got most of it, but you let me know. I love you guys. I thank you for watching this one. Please leave a like if you enjoyed it. Check me out on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Amazon for my daily podcast exclusive. And of course, on the Star Wars Theory forums. Thank you so much for watching this and for your time. I will catch you in the next video and live stream. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>